If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, I ain't in hard top. It's Kev Lewin's decent to sandbox. Since the sandbox fans, YS is here. He's back this week. I'm sure you guys missed me last week. But we're here. We're diving in with everyone's favorite episode, Fantasy Rankings, Week 8. As always, we're going to start off with quarterbacks, and I'll jump right in, 10 through 6. Go ahead, YS. So at 10 this week, Steve, I got the New York Giant. I got Daniel Jones. Hey! That Kansas City defense is probably the worst defense I've seen in the past you know, few years. And they can't stop anybody. Their offense isn't moving the ball as well as they used to, which is putting more pressure on their defense to stop teams. And, you know, if there's one thing about Daniel Jones this year is he's playing at his highest level, I think we could all agree on. So if he gets Saquon back, not sure yet, but if he does, this could be a this could be a rude awakening for the Chiefs. Don't let the Chiefs fall to uh on Monday night. Two and five. Monday night. Woo! I don't know. So at nine, got the guy on the other side, I got Mahomes. Again, I know that's low, but he's just not playing Patrick Mahomes football. And I'm not saying that he can't get back to that level. But right now, it's really hard for me to put him in the top tier of quarterbacks just because of the performances he's been having. At 8, I got Justin Herbert against the Pats. Was debating on whether to put him on here or not. That Pats defense is pretty shut down this year, but I couldn't not put Justin Herbert on here. So I still think he'll have a decent week. I don't think he'll have, you know, your vintage 30-point Justin Herbert week, but he'll still put up a decent amount of points. At 7, I got Aaron Rodgers against Arizona. And at 6, I got Kyler against Green Bay. So same game. Not sure how this one's going to go. I'm really not. I think it's going to be a close game either way. Yeah. Just not sure if it'll be high scoring, low scoring. Who knows? Sloppy. Probably tend to think it'll probably be high scoring given the two offenses, but you never know. See, I think that's the common thought. And I actually think it's kind of like a, a game that's fought in the teens. And then whichever team is the better team of the day, they'll probably pull away a little bit more towards the end. I'm going to double down. I got Danny Dimes here at 10 versus Kansas City. And yeah, he is playing his best football. That Kansas City defense isn't playing great as we would expect. But I definitely have Mahomes higher on the list. And he definitely has a turnover problem to this point this season. Maybe it's just because he's been lucky being so flashy over the first couple years of his career. Um, And just thinks that, you know, any throw is kind of not out of his ballpark. And he's not wrong because he showed us that. But teams are just, you know, really starting to catch on. So it's starting to get interesting. Nine, I also have Justin Herbert not loving it, that New England matchup. And I think that the Chargers are going to play well, um, especially with this being a home game. But I definitely think that New England's defense at least will come to play. Eight, Jalen Hurts. He's made some pretty poor mistakes as far as a passer. But regardless, he gets the fantasy points on the ground and in the end zone. And he does that often. Versus Detroit, I honestly think Detroit is a team that's been rallying together and playing their best football. Still, their best football just isn't They're like enough. the best worst team in football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really like, not. like if if Andy Reid could ever have you know like the Chiefs playing that way, like as hard for them as as the right. Lions players are playing for Dan Campbell, then you know like they they probably would have had an undefeated season already. Seven, Joe Burrow. I mean, he lit it up versus the Ravens. Anthony, I'm sorry, but. I just, I just got to call it how it is. Marlon Humphrey gave up 210 yards himself. That's a lot. Unacceptable. From a top five corner in the NFL. Six, 
Tom Brady at New Orleans, and I think the Bucks could have some struggles in this game. I think it would be too obvious for the Bucks to go in there and steamroll the Saints, especially with it being an away division game. I do think Brady will have a good game, but let's keep in mind they did just kind of blow out Chicago without them scoring a touchdown. So there's always either some progression or regression uh-huh. from the past week. So Kev, let's hear this crazy-ass top five. All right, so you had Brady at six. I got him at five. I agree. I think, you know, I'm not saying Tom Brady's the fifth-best quarterback in football. He's not. He's probably still the best. But with the matchup this week, you know, going to drop him a little bit, like you said, away, division game. And, you know, the Saints are one of those teams that are just – they're so unpredictable, you know? I mean, they could come in and, and score six points, or they could come in against Tampa Bay and score 46 points. You know what I mean? It's, it's all going to depend. And like you said, I mean, the Bucks defense pretty much had the week off this week, so I don't know, you know what kind of shape they're going to be coming in. At four, I got Dak against Minnesota. I think they're going to put up a ton of points against Minnesota, honestly, and Dak does what he does. At three, I got Stafford. Love the matchup against Houston. Ton of touchdowns, ton of yards. Two, I got Josh Allen. Coming off the bye week, big division game, huge loss last game against the Titans. I think he's going to come ready to play. At number one, I go Mr. Burrow. Oh, Love the matchup this week. And and again, I'm not, I'm not saying that Burrow's the best quarterback in football, but after the two, three-week span that him and Jamar Chase have had, it's tough to say that they're not going to come and blow the Jets out. I mean, if they were playing anyone but the Jets, I probably wouldn't have as high. <laughs> Jets without I mean, Zach Wilson. Literally them, like... Joe Burrow doesn't even need a line next week. If he just has Jamar Chase lined up on the outside, they'll still score touchdowns, just them two. So The Bengals could probably win without Joe Burrow next they week. Probably could. They probably could. <laughs> so keep that in mind if you're starting Joe Burrow and Fizz. Yeah, they, they, this could be one of the weeks where he's pulled by halftime because they win by so <laughs> yeah, much. But he's my backup this week, so I don't care. <laughs> Five, Mahomes versus the Giants. I still think the Giants' defense has been pretty porous compared to last year. This was a unit along with Washington and Pittsburgh. We were looking to build off of last year and like I said there's either progression or regression that's a thing um, where we definitely saw some regression four call me crazy this game is going to be the highest scoring game of the week Kirk Cousins Kev I did not hit Captain Kirk in your rankings nope and I have him here at four versus Dallas I think this is going to be a 36-30 type of ball game so when we're watching this on Sunday keep that score in mind no I agree just I'm hoping Dalvin will have a big game so. Yeah, you're yeah. hoping. I'm just calling it how it is. Three, same game. I got Dak versus Minnesota. You know, Dak has kind of been matchup proof. And wherever they have been, whether that's home or away, he's been solid. I expect that to continue. Two, after Stafford had a great week, he's had a great season. I expect that versus the worst team in the NFL, the Houston Texans. I'm surprised they will put up five points against the Cardinals. I'm surprised the Cardinals only had like 17 points at halftime. I definitely don't expect that to be the case for the Rams. Expect the backups to be in. Mm-hmm. One. Get Buck, Kev. I see it. Get Buck. I see you over there, man. I love it. <laughs> Josh Allen versus Miami. Off of a bye week. Ugh. And a bad loss. Locked and loaded. Locked Buffalo and Bills, baby. Actually, I'm trying to think. I'm looking down my list now. I think, I think the Bills are the only team this week that got... Someone in my rankings for every position. Wow. Yeah. little spoiler alert. But I'll dive in with the running backs, 15 through 11. So, of course, the Buffalo Bill, 15, Zach Moss. Again, you know, Zach Moss has been playing good, but, you know, I'd be lying to myself. I'd be real biased if I was going to put him, you know, in the uh, in the top 10. So, Zach Moss, 15 this week. Still going to get a touchdown. 14, I got Eckler against New England. I know that's low. That's low. 
But again, this is another game where I'm not sure how it's going to go. I mean, you're talking about two really good defenses and, you know, obviously on the Pats end, not a great offense. And, you know, I'd like to think that the Pats will be able, their defense will be able to slow the Chargers down a little bit. So we could, we could see a low scoring game, but who knows? On the flip side, I got Damian Harris at 13. I think he's really starting to emerge as, you know, a quality starting fantasy running back. I mean, if we're being honest, he could realistically be a running back too, maybe a one even depending on how your team's built. At 12, I got Swift against Philly. Again, just love the matchup, the volume. 11, I got Gibby against Denver. A little low, but again, don't see that being too high scoring of a game. And I'll just, I'll go, I'll go through to eight here. 10, got Henderson against Houston. Again, love the matchup. Probably going to run all over him. Probably could have had him a little higher, but I think this is going to be a big Stafford pass-heavy game. At 9, if he plays, I got Nick Chubb against Pittsburgh. Hoping he'll play. And then 8, I got Jonathan Taylor against Tennessee. Again, maybe a little low for the way Taylor's been playing. That is seriously low. But big division game. Big division game. And and the Titans-Colts games are usually not that high scoring. So we'll have to see how it goes. Kev, that's having the second... Fantasy running back in total points at eight. Gonna break the mold a little bit sometimes. Oh man. All right. Starting off our running backs. 15. I also have Damian Harris. Um, think he's starting to get acclimated as the Pats win games. I'm sure his fantasy production will improve. 14. This could be a little bit low. I love this matchup. And I just think that there were a lot of big names ahead of this guy. Um, he's definitely someone that can crack the top 10, possibly top five. James Robinson at Seattle. Um, love that one. I also want to give you guys an injury report. I'm coming to you on Monday, October 25th, I believe it is. And I'm predicting that Nick Chubb and Saquon will both be back. Good. Limited capacity. Limited capacity, but I'll take that over whatever's left on the waiver wire at this point in the season, especially with injuries and bye weeks included. I have Chubb here at 13. I have Saquon here at 12. In that Browns-Pittsburgh game, I also have Najee Harris. Slow! Slow! I got him real high. Listen, I love Najee. Najee's a bull. He's an RB1. You want my opinion. But if there's one thing Cleveland has to stop. It's the run. It's the run. You're right. So, I mean, it, it's that obvious. 10. Leo, Leonard Fournette. Kev almost, almost beat me with Leonard Fournette almost. on Sunday. Yeah. Um, Just a little, little fun fact for you since the Sandbox fans. I'm in three leagues with Lou. I'm in two, one, one two. league with Kev. Just one. One league. For now. Tight, because DK is gonna put up twenty of them. <laughs> I'm up on Kev, a decent amount. I was down to Lou all night last night until Jonathan Taylor, Lou's Colt, beat him by one point. How's that? The irony. Beat, beat Lou by one point. So as much as I'm sure he was rooting for the Colts to win there, also definitely wanted a fantasy win there as well. Nine, I have Zeke. Call it low. If you want at Minnesota, I think that's gonna be a more of a passing script than a running script. And eight, great game for Joe Mixon last week. Expect that to continue, but this is also somebody that could be out at half. So Samaj mm-hmm. P. Ryan could be a good start. Yep. So here at seven, got Aaron Jones against Arizona. Got Mixon six against the Jets. Again, love the matchup. Think they'll put up a ton of points. Granted, he plays. I do have Saquon five. I agree with you. I think he'll be limited, but I do think that the Giants are going to keep this close. And realistically, if they're in a position to win the ball game, I, I tend to think Saquon's going to tough it out and be in there by the end of the game. At four, I got Zeke against Minnesota. At three, I got Najee against the, the Cleveland Browns. Two, I got Dalvin. And then one, I got King Henry in, in the division game. I mean, there's one thing. If there's one, if there's, you know, 
six games out of the year that Derrick Henry's going to show up, it's the six division games. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and against Lou's Colts, pretty pretty uh, pretty convinced pretty he's going to have a good game. Yeah, yeah pretty, pretty locked and loaded. He's going to have a good one. Um, Lou, can't wait to hear your thoughts on that. We are Lou-less this week once again. Seven, Austin Eckler. I do feel you, Kev, with, with having him a little bit low, but that's drastically low, especially where you know you have guys yeah. like Saquon above him, Nick Chubb above yeah, him. Yeah, and I'm not. You see, I'm an, I'm an honest guy. I'm not gonna lie to the <laughs> Sandbox fans. I got to 14 and noticed Eckler wasn't on there, so I just threw him in there. So it probably was a little low, but I'm gonna keep it real with you guys. Come on, Kev, gotta sort lie. it out. Six. Now this is someone that I purposely put at six. He's not. He's not. Not high because of it. Dalvin Cook. Mm-hmm. So I know you had him. Really high on your list, but I do think Dalvin will get back in some capacity. What that is, not sure. Five, I have is that, Kamara. Is that injury-based or just because you don't think I think he's... it's more injury-based yeah. than anything else because the game flow would definitely cater to him more than Madison, yeah. but it, it's always tough injuries with him. Yeah, it it's, it's really it tough is. injuries with him, and, and usually once he starts sniffing around that questionable or injury line, True. they just hold and him And Dallas's defense is playing good too. So Yeah, I mean, at least he doesn't have Trayvon Diggs shadowing him. Five Kamara versus Tampa Bay. I said that's going to be a tough division game, but how can come if Kamara doesn't produce, the Saints just won't be good. So it's just that simple, mm-hmm. P- straight up. Four Daryl Henderson. This is the second week I'm um, having him inside the top five. Love it. Almost had him. Didn't you, get him. Almost. You don't have him in your rankings. No, I'm saying I almost I almost traded. I almost oh, got oh, him in oh. a trade. But <laughs> three. This dude almost killed me. I played him in like three or four different formats this week. Absolutely brutal. DeAndre Swift, he's been going off. He's been having a field day. Loves playing for Dan Campbell. Two, Jonathan Taylor. Feed that man. Feed the bull. I said he was going to be the best back last year out of all the rookies, and yet he's still here producing second in the NFL in rushing yards. That's a huge, huge valuation on Jonathan Taylor, JT. And one, you didn't have to ask. Derrick Henry here at one. Just that simple. All right. So I'll make up for some of the Colts comments, Lou. 15 for receivers this week. Got Pittman. Think he's emerging as the number one there. Then getting T.Y. back helps him out, you know, with the double coverage over the top and stuff like that. So I think he'll have a decent game. 14, I got Sutton against Washington. Again, like I said, I don't think that'll be too high of a high scoring of a game. But Sutton's going to do what he does. 13, I got McLaurin on the flip side for the same reasons I had Sutton so low. 12, I got uh, Keenan Allen. I almost said Josh Allen there. Whoa. <laughs> Although Josh Allen probably could be a top 15 receiver for as far as I'm concerned. But uh, no, I got Keenan Allen at 12 against New England. I'm just a tough secondary to be going against. Got Tyreek at 11. I was waiting for that's low from Steve, but I didn't get it. Uh, No, it is low. It is. But again, I mean, the Chiefs are just, they're all over the place right now. And the Giants got some momentum. So I'm hoping the Giants, Team Giants this week. Hey, that means 10, I got Justin Jefferson against Dallas. Nine, I got C.D. Lamb against Minnesota, just because I think I think C.D. will have a great game. I just think Dak's going to spray the field with everyone because Minnesota's so bad. That's the only reason I had him that low. And then at eight, I got Mike Evans against New Orleans. Or as, or, or as I would say to Matt, I got the wide receiver three against New Orleans. <laughs> Guys, Kev's clearly not doing his homework because Austin Eckwood being down at 14, not moving around his rankings. Tyreek Hill being at 11. That was on purpose. That one I didn't forget. That <laughs> Tyreek was Hill. Purpose. Being at 11, he is putting up the third most fantasy points for a fantasy receiver after Devontae and Cooper Cup. So there's a little fantasy update for you there. All right, jumping in with the wide receivers. 15, this dude has definitely picked it up. Um, His play was not great up until this week. A.J. Brown, 
14, same spot you have him, Kev. All of a sudden, Cortland Sutton, he's arguably been a top 10 fantasy receiver, just needed a little bit more consistently. I like Teddy Bridgewater there. It's better than what they've had. True. But But still not. Still not great. 13, little low, lower than where I would want to have him. Isn't having the year I was predicting. I will say Kyle Pitts is emerging in that offense. That could be part of the reason. But Calvin Ridley here definitely thought that he was going to have. Last year, he had a breakout year. I expected that to grow. We saw some aggression. Keep that in mind. I said that all episode 12. Amari Cooper at Minnesota. He is not the highest Dallas Cowboys receiver on my fantasy rankings this week. Next, same game. Adam Thielen. I really think that one's going to be a shootout. I think the two receivers for the Vikings and the two receiver for the Cowboys are both going to have a day. 10. Mike Williams. I have Mike Williams in this list before I have Keenan Allen. I think the Pats have more struggles covering the big body receiver rather than anything else. And if you still want me to be honest, Keenan Allen's the yeah. better receiver. So JC Jackson's probably going to I also him think around. the Pats are like a big, like, take away the number one option guy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, they're one of those teams that preaches, like, if you're going to beat us, beat us with your second wide receiver, which yeah. oftentimes is the case. Yeah. And that could be the case this <laughs> week. That, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nine, CeeDee Lamb. That's my first Cowboy receiver. CeeDee Lamb goes off in the away games. My Cooper on the home games. Eight, Cavs wide receiver three. Mike Evans. I haven't really shown as much love to Mike Evans as I really think he deserves. It's tough when they have, you know, three really good wide receivers, and it's just like... Which one you're gonna pick? At the level he's yeah, which at. one you're gonna pick? It, it's so hard, especially yeah, like you said, you know, Fournette getting in the mix. I mean, it's tough. You're just hoping for touchdowns. So at seven, a little bit higher than you had him. Got Calvin Ridley, although I don't think he'll be in my top ten much longer. Kind of screwing me in fantasy. It is what it is. Six, I got Diggs this week outside the top five. I think for the first time all year. Five, I got Devonte against Arizona. Four, I got D Hop against Green Bay. Three, hoping he comes through for me tonight, but we'll focus on week eight. I got DK against Jacksonville. That's a match made in heaven for DK, even if Russ isn't playing. At two, I got Cup against Houston. Again, that's, you know, if you're a Cooper Cup owner, this is the week that you've been licking your lips for if you got Cooper Cup in fantasy. Every week you've been licking your lips if you're a Cooper Cup owner. True, but going into the season, this was the game (laughs) that you were like, all right, that's, that's, that's that's a win week eight. And then at number one. Had Burrow one for the quarterbacks. Got Jamar ah! Chase number one for the wide receivers. Guy's going to catch for like 400 yards this week. Hello, oh, people. Oh, man. He definitely is. And he is cracking my top five this week. So starting off the list at seven. This is still a little low for where I'd like to have him. But all things considered, Terry McLaurin here at seven. Like I said, that's low for where I want to have him. Six, Debo Samuel. Didn't have the game we were expecting him to versus the Colts. It was a monsoon last night <laughs> serious monsoon. monsoon so i i expect you know this week to be a week uh debo samuel gets back next jj told you if you ain't getting hip to jj by now jj is justin jefferson my little nickname for him guys keep in mind i don't do the thursday games this is a big week where a lot of thursday fantasy players are involved mm-hmm. a lot of bye weeks involved not doing it three call it low if you want kev jamar chase at the jets I think it's a fair spot. Got to show respect to your elders. And, you know, having Cup and, and Hill there, they've just been doing it for years consistently. So I have Hill here at two, Cup here at one. Guys, realistically, anyone inside of this top seven has a great fantasy matchup um, coming down to Sunday. So expect a lot of points from your wide receivers this week. Kev, 
Let's get us started with the tight ends. All right, so at five, after the week he had this week, could not put him in there. Keep in mind, again, Raiders are on a bye, no Waller. Ravens are on a bye, no Mark Andrews, so keep that in mind. I got Pitts at five this week against Carolina. Love the matchup. Think their defense, even though they're still the number one defense, I believe, ranked-wise, they have taken a little bit of a step back since the first few weeks of the season. So I think Pitts clearly you know, emerging as, if not the number one, at least a 1B option in Atlanta. So I think you'll have a good game. Four, I got Dallas guard against Detroit. Just love the matchup. I mean, this is his game. You know what I'm saying? Three, I got Hawkinson on the other side against Philly. Two, I got Kelsey against the Giants. One, who do you think? Dawson Knox, baby, number one against Miami. I love it. Damn, Kev, you're real confident Dawson Knox is going to play. I, I don't know. He might get held out because of that hand. He'll be all right. But I, I'm hoping. I'm a Dawson Knox owner at five. No offense. I think he's been playing solid. And if you want me to be honest, the tight end position has been absolutely brutal this year. Brutal. So if you've gone, you know, a Fant, a Higby, a Pitts really late, an Andrews, really Knox. late? Knox, yeah. Like, those are no, all the I, guys. I mean, I can't even imagine Knox got drafted in most of Yeah, us, he but. probably didn't. Four, Kyle Pitts. This is someone that definitely got drafted. Took him seven weeks to break out. I don't know what the weight was about. Happy he's doing it. Wish that was still going on with Calvin Ridley. I did see that they moved Pitts outside in a lot more routes, kind of matching him up against cornerbacks. Um, That's obviously a, a, a lot more favorable. Three, TJ Hawkinson. He's the best pass catcher on the team. Other than that, what else can you really say? Yeah. Realistically. No, I know. Two, Tyler Higby. He's more involved than I thought he would be, and I'm just surprised that, like, last year, the year before that, Gerald Everett was probably getting more burn than him. Yeah. So it's, like, really surprising to me, but happy he's emerging. One, TK, Travis Kelsey. Pretty sure this was the first time all season I've seen a, a tight end projected 20 fantasy points. And I still think that that was low. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> All right. No kickers for me, so I'm going to dive right into defenses. Five, got Denver against Washington. Four, I got the Niners against Chicago. Three, to complete the uh, the five factor for the Bills, I got the Bills at three. <laughs> they made every single category this week. At Except two, kickers. You don't do kickers, so they couldn't make that category. True, but you know what? We'll say for you know, shits and giggles <laughs> that uh, Bass made it. Two, I got the Bengals against the Jets, again, just off a of matchup. And then one, obviously, I got the Rams against Houston. They probably realistically won't let up more than three to six points, hopefully. All right, here at five, I do have Pittsburgh's defense. I think it's a solid matchup. I do like the matchup you had going against the, the football team. I think, you know, their offense and defense has been playing porous compared to how we thought. Remember, yep. progression or regression. Mm-hmm. Four. San Francisco, this is another team we thought was going to take more of a stride this year, or at least I, because Kev definitely didn't see where me and Lou were getting the whole San Francisco thing. I guess I guess that was the one thing Kev was right about this season. No. Nope. <laughs> what? Bill's Chiefs. Lock. <laughs> okay. Lock of the century. Take it. All right, take it. Oh, man. Three, the Bengals. Guys, I've been telling you that the Bengals were an underrated team back to when we did our first power rankings. Here we are again. Second power rankings will be up next week, and I guarantee you both Kevin Lou will both have the Bengals in their power rankings. Yep. Two, the Mafia, Buffalo. The only defense that I would actually hold on a bye week to hold because their schedule is so favorable coming uh-huh. up. And one, the Rams, great matchup. The Rams, of course. I'll run down the kickers quickly. Greg Joseph here at five, McManus at four, Bucker at three, Mack at two, 
Bass at one. Score! So there's your kicker input. All six categories. <laughs> there's your kicker input. Um, there's still only... Oh, no, there is six categories. I was going to say there's still only five categories. But, guys, we have a lot of content coming out this week. Check out our interview with our friend of the show, Anthony D'Ambrosio, running for state senate of Massachusetts. First time getting a politician on the show. You guys can tell us if you like that or not. We also have our impressions. We have basketball, NBA talk coming up with the power rankings. Make sure you guys stay tuned for so much more coming. Peace out, guys, and five stars. You know the deal. Actually... Before I end this episode, stop collecting your cans, guys. That time of year. We're going live with our can drive tomorrow, Tuesday, October 26th. Kev will have the graphic finished for me, and we'll be official, official. Make your commitments, get your cans, collect your goods, you know the deal.